Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Dare Be You podcast. And here is a brief introduction of what Dare Be You is all about. At Dare We Be You, we believe that everyone deserves a better life. Now is the right moment to buckle down and take your life seriously. Because if not now, when? You'll realize that you'll start moving forward when your dreams become bigger than your excuses. It is the time to stand for what you want. This is the time to live the life you are meant to be. And after all, this is your life. This page is dedicated to anyone in need of more, more productivity, more control, more fulfillment, more peace, and of course, better relationship. Relationship with yourself and with others. Here we will have conversations, adventure, encouragement, and anything else to make you better. Welcome to Dare Be You. Hi there. Welcome to the Dare Be You podcast. Here, our philosophy is that everyone deserves a better life. But how do you go ahead and build a better life? You start having a better life when you take time to take your life more seriously. You start moving forward when your dreams get bigger than your excuses. And we believe now is the time to stand for what you want, be part of who you were meant to be, and live the life that you were meant to live. So this podcast it is dedicated to anyone who is in need of more in their life. Are you in need of more productivity, more control, more fulfillment, more peace and better relationship? That is a relationship with yourself and others. This is a place to find encouragement, thoughts, ideas and information. And this will help you improve what matters most to you, which is you. Choose to live by choice, not by chance. Choose to make changes, not excuses. The journey begins here. Welcome to Dare Be You. Karibu Sana. Well, somebody would ask, why Dare Be You? Why dare to be yourself? Do you have to really dare to be yourself because you're just yourself? Well, the Dare Be You is a title from my book, Dare Be You, Greatness Awaits, Seven Steps to Jumpstart Your Journey Towards the Person You Are Meant to Be. Well, that sounds like a very mouthful title, but that is my story. The Dare Be You journey started for me in 2017 August. At that moment in my life, I was seriously in need of uh, an opportunity or something to do with my life. Because uh, looking back to where I'd come from, I felt that I was underliving my life. I felt that I was not very productive. I felt that I didn't have control. I felt that I was not being fulfilled. I was not feeling at peace. And I didn't have a good relationship with myself. And so, obviously, I couldn't have better relationship with others. So, in my search for what to do with my life, I looked for at so many other places. I asked people what they do with their life, how they like their life, 
and I realized many people like me were where they are and didn't know how they reached where they are. Things had happened into your life. Some were working, some were living, some were doing business, but they just found themselves in that place. Nobody had really put a lot of thought into what they're doing. So for me, the challenge was, what is this thing I can do with my life that I'll feel fulfilled, that will help me be at peace and to help me feel more in control of my life? And while looking and searching, I felt that I was in a dead end and I had to ask God seriously, what do I do with my life? One morning, I remember very clearly, it was a Sunday morning, while on my way to the church service where I, I go, a message came so strongly in my mind, just very clear, dare be you. At that moment, I had not even read any book called Dare Ring Greatly by Dr. Brady Brown or anybody else. So when I left church, I was so eager to come home and find out what exactly is Dare Be You. And I can tell you from the moment I googled Dare Be You, my life has never been the same. I still swim in an ocean like Alice in Wonderland, wondering there's so much to do. That's when I figured out that I was looking for solutions in the wrong place. If you're looking for more peace, if you're looking for productivity, looking for control, looking for peace and better relationship, it starts with you. Look within before you look out. And that is the message of Dare Be You. Anything you're seeking, start from inside. Don't look outside. If you look outside, you're going to be lost. But when you start seeking from inside, you'll realize the answers, the solutions, the encouragement, the peace you need is right here with you. So that is why I'm passionate about DRBU because I believe that is the key that unlocks everything that you feel that are stuck. So if you feel stuck in your life, if you feel that you don't know where you're going, if you feel that you need more peace, well, you have the keys. The keys is start looking from yourself. Dare be you. Think about you. Think about what you like. Think about where you want to go. Think about where you've come from. Just dare be you because the solutions for what you're looking are right with you. Thank you. Welcome to today's podcast and today I'm going to read you a story about Acres of Diamond. This is a story I read from the book Acres of Diamond by the great 20th century author Al Nightingale. The Acres of Diamonds is a true story. It's told of a true story. It's told of a farmer who heard about other farmers who had made millions by discovering diamond mines. These tales so excited the farmer that he could hardly wait to sell his farm and God prospecting for diamond himself. So he sold the farm and spent the rest of his life wandering the African continent, searching unsuccessfully for the gleaming gems that brought such high price on the market of the world. Finally worn out, and in a fit of despondency, he threw himself to a river and drowned. Meanwhile, the man who had bought his farm happened to be crossing the small stream on the property one day. 
when he suddenly saw a bright flash of blue and red light from the stream bottom. He bent down and picked up the stone. It was a good-sized stone, and admiring it, he brought it to home and put it in, on his fireplace mantle as an interesting curiosity. Several weeks later, a visitor picked up the stone, looked closely at it, hefted it in his hands, and nearly fainted. He asked the farmer if he knew what he had found. When the farmer said no, that he thought it was a piece of crystal, the visitor told him he had found one of the largest diamonds ever found. The farmer had trouble believing that. He told the man that his creek was full of such stones. Not all as large as the one on the mantle, but sprinkled generously throughout the creek bottom. The farmer, the far, the farmer, the farm the first farmer had sold so that he might find diamond mine turned out to be one of the most productive diamond mines in the entire continent. The first farmer had owned free and clear acres of diamond, but he had sold them to practical for practically nothing in order to look for them elsewhere. The moral lesson is clear. If the first farmer had taken had not only taken time to study and prepare himself to learn what diamonds look like in their raw state and to thoroughly explore the property he had before looking elsewhere, all of his wildest dreams would have come true. If we only if we had only had the wisdom and the patience to intelligently and effectively explore the work in which we are now engaged to explore ourselves, we, mu we most likely find the riches we seek, whether they are financial or intangible. Thank you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dare Be You podcast. In today's episode, I want us. I want to talk about looking for help instead of waiting for the unknown. Well, I came across the tragic comedy play Waiting for Godot, written by the Irish writer Samuel Beckett in high school, where it was a set book in the English language lesson. I don't know why they had used it as a set book. But the play consists of a conversation between two characters, Vladimir and Estragon, who are waiting for the arrival of a, of a mystery, mysterious figure called Godot, who continuously sends words to say that he will come, but he never seems to appear. They encounter other characters, Lucky and Pozo. They discuss their problem and their loads in life. They even contemplate committing suicide, but yet they wait. Often these characters are thought to be beggars. Vladimir and Estragon are a pair of human beings who do not know why they are put on earth. They make the assumption that they must be some meaning out of their life, but they wait for Godot for a cl clarification. The story has been classified as belonging to the theater of the absurd. But looking at the whole story, doesn't it depict why many people feel stuck in rut? The reason many people feel stuck is that they are sitting, waiting, and hoping that something will happen to change their current situation. 
but waiting for the unknown rescue is simply self-sabotage. So how do you get yourself out of the rut? First, define your problem. If you've been reading many of my articles or listening to many of my podcasts, you know I've written a book called Dare Be You, Greatness Awaits. You can now tell you can now tell that most of the time I write about defining your why and getting your personal clarity. Lack of clarity on who you are and what you want, I've, I have come to realize is the cause of many mistakes and mishaps that have happened in my life. I have come to understand, to understand that unless I really define in clear terms what I want and really understand what is the problem I'm dealing with, I'll unfortunately be like waiting for Godot. The Godot will never come. Number two, actively seek for help. Again, we are in the 21st century. This is the information age. Many people don't want to ask for help. Even when they don't know how to do something or can't manage it on their own. They think asking for help might make them feel incompetent or is a sign of weakness. That if you ask for help, you are admitting that you are inadequate in some way and that you lack skill, knowledge or experience to do something by yourself. You don't want anyone to see you to see like you're struggling. You want people to think that you are in control and can handle things. But not seeking for help is akin for waiting for the unknown Godot to come and rescue you. The problem is you don't know who he is, you don't know whether he's coming, and you don't know when he's likely to come. And even in the unlikely event that he comes, you don't know what sort of help he'll offer. And meanwhile, things will get thick. Learn to seek help from people. Learn to seek help from mentors, from parents, from friends, from coaches, and even from online groups. When you seek help, you realize that help was just around the corner. Here are a few thoughts by great leaders on seeking help. Jesus Christ, the great teacher, taught the principle of asking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That is in Matthew, the gospel of Matthew 7 verse 7. Barack Obama said this about seeking help. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I do that every day. Asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It shows that you have the courage to admit when you don't know something and to learn something new. Here is another quote from Amanda Palmer, an author of the book called The Art of Asking. I quote, from what I've seen, it isn't much the art, the act of asking that paralyzes us. It is what lies beneath. The fear of being vulnerable, the fear of rejection, the fear of looking needy or weak, the fear of being seen as a burden, some member of the community instead of a productive one. It points fundamentally to our separation from one another. Les Brown summarizes this when he says, ask for, ask for help not because you are weak, but because you want to remain strong. Thank you.